Are you an auto repair shop owner struggling to get customers and increase revenue? Don't miss the first of its kind high gear auto repair marketing conference presented by Leads Near Me. Taking place November 29th through December 1st, 2023 at the Atlanta Airport Marriott. Learn from media experts on everything from Google to direct mail to television and radio advertising, customer relationship management, networking, social media marketing, and using tech like AI as a marketing tool. Discover how to get the most out of your marketing efforts and budgets to increase car counts and revenue for 2024. Registration happens at highgearconference.com. Conversations that are inspiring and educational for leaders in the automotive industry. This is Near Me Radio. Now, here's your host, Ryan Burton. Welcome to Near Me Radio, a podcast for automotive professionals. I'm your host, Ryan Burton. On this episode, we're joined by a very special guest, Eric Twiggs, who's a coach for the Automotive Training Institute, or ATI. With over 14 years of experience at ATI, Eric is a seasoned expert in helping shop owners achieve their goals and dreams in running a successful shop. In this interview, we'll explore Eric's journey as a coach, being an accountability coach, and his passion for helping automotive professionals take their business to the next level. Outside of work, Eric enjoys exercising, spending time with his family, and diving into personal development material. Fun fact, Eric has taken multiple golf lessons, but is retired from the sport, as he could just never quite get that perfect swing. So... Eric has been married for 16 years, has two beautiful kids, 9 and 12. So sit back, relax, and join us for a conversation with Eric Twiggs of ATI here on Near Me Radio. Eric, welcome to the show. Ryan, thank you for having me. And I just started feeling pain when you started talking about golf. I just <sighs> Well, let's start there. Okay, so I think the message there in our fun fact was golf was just not for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to come to that conclusion i've had the lessons and numerous lessons and it just hasn't helped so you're starting to come to it so there's a few more lessons in your future or are we done no i'm done i'm done with the lessons <laughs> i'm done with playing with large groups i'm just i'll sit on the sidelines i'll drive the cart but that that's where we are at this well point. let me ask you this kind of a sidebar do, do you feel or did you feel that golf was necessary to know in business? Like you tried really hard because everybody was playing golf and you felt it was important. I mean, why such a great effort? I mean, I'm not a big golfer. I mean, I tried it a few times. I'm a hockey guy, so it kind of came a little natural, but I'm not a big golfer and I don't feel any great need to do it. Did you feel a bit of that? Well, it, it just came naturally because especially earlier in my career, when I first started getting into these higher level positions, there was always a golf outing and yeah, I would, I would go to the driving range. I would have the coach and I'd be hitting the ball right off the tee, but then we get out there, bad things start happening. So, so part of it with me is I'm so competitive and I'm, I'm probably harder on myself than anybody could be. And so if I'm in a sport and I'm just constantly, and, and golf is just one of those things you have to play all the time to really uh, maintain a, a level of skill and proficiency. 
So your book might be called, your business book on business expertise is like, I don't play golf will be the name of the book or something. And how you became a business expert master and just avoided the game of golf. And by the way, I'm with you. I'm kind of with you on this. It's like, hey, you know, why do we have to play golf, right? So uh, let's talk about the term accountability coach. Um, is that how you refer to yourself um, as a coach or is that a term that's used at, AT at ATI? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, that's, that's how I refer to myself because that's like the name of the game, accountability. That's the one thing that the clients need. It's, it's, it's hard to really keep yourself accountable, especially if there's something that you just don't feel like doing. You know, it's easy to give, give in. Now, think about this, right? If you're, you're an entrepreneur, technically, you don't have a boss, right? You're a shop owner. You don't have a boss. You don't have someone to tell you, hey, you have to do this. So you, it's easier to procrastinate on those types of things. And that's where I come in. So I, I come in really providing that accountability. And that's what I'm known for uh, throughout the ranks of ATI. So tell me about your experience in auto repair prior to ATI. It sounds like you maybe were a district manager for Pep Boys. Tell me a little bit about, you know, how this all started for you and, and how it all led to ATI. So my career started in 1993, and I worked my way up. I was a service advisor um, for uh, a location, and then I worked my way up through the ranks. I ended up, I was a corporate trainer at one time. I ended up being a district manager with the Sears Automotive Group, and I had 17 locations, 500 employees. Um, and then I also, also worked with Pet Boys as well. Uh, and, and it's interesting as far as how I, I got to ATI was through a connection with Pep Boys. And so uh, a good colleague of mine had left Pep Boys, and, but he would, he would continue to call me. He would say, Eric, I'm telling you, you, this coaching thing, this is what you do. You need to come and talk to Brian Stash at ATI. And this was around the time where there was, it was like the 2009, 2008 timeframe when the economy was bad and everything else. And I said, the last thing I need to do is change jobs right now. No, thank you. I need to keep calling. And so finally I said, okay, all right, I'll go talk to Brian. And, and after talking to Brian, I realized that basically he was the, focusing on the same things that I was focusing on for my entire time in automotive. And basically, we we're preaching the same thing. And I came on board with ATI, and the rest is history. And I always tell people there hasn't been a morning where I've dreaded going into the office because it's, it's such an alignment with passions and abilities and skills and that type of thing. So, did you start with ATI during that recession in 08, 09? Like, did you come in and you're like, hey, everybody, and they're, and they're all out there, you know, fighting for their lives? Is that when you became a coach? Yeah, I started in 2009. And, and I mean, I remember 2008. I mean, I remember how challenging it was. Uh, what do you recall from those early days coaching? I mean, it was tough times, wasn't it? Oh, for sure. For sure. There was a lot of uncertainty. Um, there was a lot of, it was, it was really a challenge. I mean, and, and the biggest issue then is still the biggest issue. It's the belief system. And so, especially when it's a bad economy, it's, oh, you know, the customers don't have the money. And, and so you, we would hear somebody, oh, you know, we, we'd have a service manager that would say, oh, well, the reason sales are down, Coach Twigs, is because the customers in this area just don't have the money. You don't understand. And then 
the service manager would leave that shop and move on to another career. And then we'd bring in another service manager. And suddenly, all the customers now have money. They have money now. All of a sudden, right? You get a new service manager who's really connecting, who's really communicating the value of the service, why it's good for the car, the company, and the customer. All of a sudden now, everybody has money. So it's really, it's more of a belief system issue. And it's the same today. So, um, and it's funny you say that because, you know, I'm not a coach, but I, you know, play one on TV, right? So, <laughs> but I, I tell people, you know, when I'm meeting with shops, especially early on that, you know, if you win this conversation and you're right, it stays how it is. If I'm right and you change that mindset, then you maybe can really affect change and do something powerful here, right? Is that kind of a similar philosophy you have? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's all on how you think, you know, like I can have... I can have two shops and they're in the same neighborhood. They're in the same area, same time. One is saying how, oh my goodness, it's terrible. Nobody's buying anything. Oh, this everybody's slow. My vendor, here's a favorite, here's a good one. My vendors say that everybody's slow. It's a ghost town around here. Are you you're that, talking the to the same people I talk to? Right, right. I, right. I know these it, it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that shop in that area is the total opposite. They're having their best month ever. What's the difference? Again, it's it's all in the mindset, and it's all. And we, you know, one of my colleagues always says, "Slowness is a state of mind." I like it. Okay, so here's the thing: let's coach some people. We're talking to shop owners right now, right? The the, the six or seven yes. that listen to my podcast, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, we're up. I shouldn't say that to you. You're going to be like, well, "I got to wrap it up a little sooner, Ryan." I've got places <laughs> to go. No, I think we. Got, I think you know, with you on, we're going to go through the roof here. But anyway. Um, I'm really counting on you for a big breakout here, Eric. So I hope if you I tell you, some Ryan, friends, you. can you help me out? Anyway, mindset, wait a minute, mindset, no, we're big. So I, I want you to coach the shops listening now. So, cause this is very common. I mean, again, you know, if you think you can, or you think you can't, you're probably right. Right. So tell me how you coach through this. What are some of the things you say to people to get them through exactly what you're talking about? How do we break them out of this? Well, I help them to understand that. It's it's about priority. It's not necessarily about availability, right? It's about the, the the money. People, if they feel the value, they will find the money. And I I had one of the shop owners recently. I'm talking to him, and we we quote this customer an estimate, and the customers says, "Oh, I don't have the money. I'll have to do that another time." But then as we start talking to the customer. The customer's taking his family of five to the ball game later and four tickets. And it turns out he's got season tickets. So the customer's got money, right? The customer's just not spending it at the shop. And so we just have to get it out of our mind that, oh, the customer just doesn't have the money. And we need to focus on the value and focus on communicating the estimate in such a way that the customer is clear. Here's something that, from a coaching standpoint, that you need to understand that people won't do what they don't understand, right? So, so if they don't understand what they're really getting, why they need to do this, what's the value, the easiest thing is to say no. So the key is, folks, on how do I communicate this? And it's not about a hard sell. It's not about twisting someone's arm. It's about commuting the, communicating this in the way that the customer can best understand and make the best decision. 
Can we call that maybe the sales process or, or is that kind of we get to that now and that's kind of how you coach and train them through that communication, you know, the listening, the asking questions, the communicating value. Maybe you can talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, that is all a part of the sales process. Yes, taking them down that taking them down that road. And, and, it's, and a lot of it, too, is about connecting. Right. People don't care what you know until they know that you care that whole thing, Make, making that connection so that that is not like a transactional thing. You know, and, and once the customer and you start to build that trust, we all want to do business with people we know, like and trust. So the big any sales process that's written ha, or, or that's been developed has a connection step in it where you're building that rapport, you're establishing that relationship and then just communicating uh, in the clearest possible way. And, and it's really at the end of the day, it's you're focused more on the process than you are this result. You're not focused on, oh, I have to get thousands of dollars in sales today. You know, I had to do the best I can to communicate this as clearly as possible to the customer. And if you focus on that process, the result will take care of itself. And and these uh, the, these philosophies you're talking about, this process, these steps, these ideas, does ATI have kind of a um, a process philosophy? I mean, do they align with a lot of the things you're doing? If I talk to another ATI coach right now, would I hear similar things? Talk to me a little bit about ATI, ATI's philosophies, ATI's approach. I would love to hear more about it. No, this, this is right out of the ATI playbook. If you talk to another coach, he would be saying, he or she would be saying the exact same thing. So we have, like when it comes to the sales process, for example, we have articles, we have webinars, we have videos, we, we have classes that all teach how do you follow this process? What does this specific process look like? And then the coach, from a coaching standpoint, we hold the shop owners accountable to following that specific process. So, so this is right out of the ATI playbook. And the good thing is that so if someone is a, a member of the ATI program, they can go into our learning management system and they can type in sales process in the search engine and they can access everything we teach on the topic right there at their fingertips. So you've been with the company for 14 years. Um, let's talk about ATI and how it's changed in the time you've been there or changed over the years. Oh, it, it, it's changed. Uh, I just know like initially when I started, you know, it was just the, the coach typically talked on the phone with the, with the shop owner and coached them and they, we'd meet up at class, but now we've got zoom, right? So we do, we do a lot of virtual meetings and, and then the coaches also, we're more involved with doing presentations and writing articles and uh, doing a lot of other things. And, and we, and our, our membership has really grown. I mean, we, I mean, when I started, we maybe had five, 600, uh, shops where now we're at what, 16, 1700. So it, it's grown. Um, and, and just, I, I think just the, the demands have really increased. So we, we really, elevated our services to meet those demands. Why should someone get a coach? I think everybody needs a coach because everyone has blind spots, right? You, we, we always have that. Ask. And so here's the thing, like you, you feel yourself like hitting that wall, you, you know, and when it feels like 
I'm doing everything. I'm doing all the right things, but just the needle isn't moving. I feel like I'm, I'm on a hamster wheel. That's a sign right there. Because a lot of times, and, I, and I've been here, right? And I'm I like, there are times where I'm talking to a shop and, and I'm saying, that, like, I, I have a team leader who's like my coach within ATI. And, and I'll go to my team leader and say, Mike, man, I, I'm, I'm doing everything to help this shop find a new technician. Then he says, well, have you considered this? No, I haven't. Oh, what about that? Nope, didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hang up thinking like, why did I think of that? But that's just that's the value. Of, I had a blind spot and we all have them. And, and it's, it's really, it's impossible to reach your potential without that. I mean, there's a reason that anybody that, if you, if you go to the sports world, anybody who's considered like the greatest of all time, the GOAT, they had a great coach that helped them get there. Yeah, LeBron James, Michael Jordan. Uh, Tom Brady, anybody you think of, Tiger Woods, they all had great coaching. That's not an accident. I, I mean, I love the stories about Tiger where he changes his golf swing, you know, mid-career. I'm going to swing differently. I mean, I mean, imagine the discipline and the how much work that would take. Um, so let's say, first of all, how many shops would you typically coach at a time? So for me, I may have 75 shops at one time. Okay, yeah, so let's... No, no, I finish your thought. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say anywhere from 70 to 75. At okay. Time, what I was going to say. So let's say I get one of these guys on the phone and I say, tell me about Coach Twiggs. <laughs> what, how are they, what do you like as a coach? Because if somebody gets Coach Twiggs over at ATI, like, tell me about you as a coach. If I ask them to tell me about Eric, talk to me. Well, you know, I'm start, Ryan, I'm starting to wonder about this because there's two words that I hear from a lot of my shops when I when we meet. It's like, oh crap. <laughs> so you're the iron well, fist, man. You're in there making it happen. Well, it's not it's not even so much about an iron fist. It's just consistent accountability. Right. I I just I just believe that structure is the key to success. And so if I'm coaching you. You know, we're going to talk about your wins. We're going to talk about which what went well from the previous week, right? And, and but then we, we're going to go through um, your business and what's going on. But then we're also going to follow up as far as the things we agreed upon from the last coaching conversation. So that see that's where the oh crap comes in because they it gets close to the time and they may realize oh you know what I said I was going to do X Y Z and I didn't do it and, and here's Here's Coach Twiggs who's calling me right now, or hey, we got the Zoom meeting. Um, so, but it's about accountability, and they they know that okay, if I want to grow, if I want to get to the next level, don't carry things over from call to call, right? We need to make sure we're doing what we agree to do. Where do you see the automotive industry headed? Tell me your thoughts on the future. Um, I, I I can see like some of the like the technology pieces coming into play, like virtual service advisors. Like like I think within the next five years, it'll be as common as like most of the, a lot of the shops now have DVIs, the digital vehicle inspections. And a few years ago, if you had a DVI, it was like, oh wow, oh you're fancy, state of the art, okay. Where now, if you have a DVI, it's like you're a normal shop, right? Uh, where I, I see like virtual service advisor being the same thing. Like there, there's a few shops that have like a virtual person who's not actually at the location, who's writing service, who's contacting the customers. And that seems like, oh, wow, that's futuristic. But I, I can see 
in the next five years or so that that's where things are going. Um, and, and I just think I can see the technology and the vehicles improving. Um, so you, you really have to be doing a better job of just staying in contact with the customers and, you know, ADOS and some of these other technology, technological things, uh, electrical vehicles, uh, just staying on top of the technology, continuing to educate yourself. Those are just some of the things I see for the future. So super conference. And I, I didn't, couldn't make it to the last one. We had another, uh, representative from our company at it. I was at the, um, uh, the previous one. And it's it's different from other conferences. You spend a lot of time, you know, like playing games and bonding and doing all these things. You're on teams and all this kind of stuff. So uh, tell me about how Super Conference is structured and why you feel that, that works for ATI. Well, first off, I think, and I always recommend, I tell my shop owners that going to Super Conference puts you six months ahead of schedule in comparison to not going. I mean, just because of everything you get. Right. I mean, even you just start with like the hallway conversations. I mean, so the super conference is set up so that you're constantly elbow to elbow with other shop owners from all over the country. And you, you think, okay, well, it's impossible to find technicians in my area. Then all of a sudden you're sitting next to someone who's in a similar area to yours or a more challenging area, and they've got a waiting list of technicians. And you're like, wow, well, what did you do to do that? So you, you get those hallway conversations um, and then it's set up. So you mentioned like the, like the events, like beach Olympics, which are, <laughs> and that's, that's a whole other podcast episode for another day to get, if you really get it at a beach Olympics thing. <laughs> um, it, it's just so competitive. It's so, but, but people, they love it and they have fun. And it's just another way for shop owners to form relationships. So you have different shop owners from across the country. They're on these teams doing these competitive beach Olympic events. Uh, and then if that weren't enough, you've got some of the best speakers in the industry and outside of the industry that come in and do these keynote presentations. And then you have the, the breakout roundtable sessions that are done um, with coaches and other shop owners in the ATI program. So it's, it's, Great. I mean, we got fantastic feedback from shop owners that go every year to the Super Conference saying that they felt this past Super Conference in Puerto Rico was the best one ever. You know, it's funny is uh, I, I was at the one where was San Diego. What was that one? What was it called? Where was the area? Yeah, I was at the that the previous the one, not this year, the last one. I'm just draw, I'm drawing a blank on the town it was in right now. Oh, just, oh, yes, yes, that was a couple of years ago. It's, it's slipping me right. I, now. I will. I mean, this is awful. It's always. Yeah. I mean, I don't get to exotic locations like that all the time, so it's it's funny. I don't remember, but anyway, uh, funny story about that one. My guy uh, Adam Springer has gone to to both of these, and I was at the previous one, and I was kind of a little lame during some of the games. I kind of cut out and had some calls to take or did things, you know, whatever. And uh, it was funny because at our booth, <laughs> so at our booth afterwards, Adam basically made best friends with, I think, everybody, right? So I'm at our booth after when the conference finally happened and people are coming over, like paying no attention to me. They're like, Adam, Adam, they got like secret handshakes or like, <laughs> you know, chest pumping and stuff. And I'm just like, hi, I'm Ryan. I work, I work with Adam, <laughs> you know, anyway. So, but, but in Adam did a great job and he's, he's fun at things like that, but it really, you know, that, that community, that camaraderie was definitely formed with those teams and, and the competition. So I saw, I saw the benefits of that. So, um, 
so um, tell me something you get asked a lot by shop owners or even asked most. What's something that comes up a lot in the course of your day? Well, so it's interesting. I mean, a lot of people are asking me, uh, it seems like people are looking for like a silver bullet, right? It's like, okay, um, what can I do to improve my car count? I, I need new customers. I, and the interesting thing, there, there is no one thing, right? No matter what you're talking about. If you're talking about improving your car count, which I get asked about a lot, the other one is hiring. You know, how do you find good technicians in this market? And, and there's really no one answer. It, it's really, it, it's a combination of a series of the right things, right? And it really, the answer to all the questions is actually, it's the same, right? It starts with being the right shop. And when I say being the right shop, it's all about having the culture in place that attracts the thing that you think you need to chase, right? So if you you have the culture, and we have several examples of this where, you know, the employees come to this shop. They, they want to work there because they've heard about how great it is to work there. There are shops we have that have a waiting list of technicians because they hear what it's like to work there. And they want to work there, but the shop doesn't have an opening. They, so they're at a place where they attract them and they have a certain culture. And these shops will literally, they'll turn away a top performer. Somebody that can turn 50 hours a week as a technician, but that person they feel doesn't have the right attitude and personality. That person isn't a fit for the culture. So really the answer to these common questions is really focusing on being the right leader and dialing in your culture so that you attract the things that you're trying to chase. So what's the benefit of having a coach that's an employee of a company over a current shop owner? I know there's different models with different coaching companies. Tell me, um, you know, ATI's philosophies there and, and the benefits. I think you get that outside perspective, right? Because it's, it's easy to, when you're a shop owner and you're talking to other shop owners, you, you just, you're, you're seeing it through kind of those four walls, right? But it, it helps to have someone who's outside of being a shop owner or, because I mean, there are quite a few of our coaches who have been shop owners in the past, but they're not in that world now. So they're looking at your business through a fresher perspective, you know, so they're able to see some of the things that you're not able to see because you're thinking from the prism of, Hey, this is how it's done. This is how we always do it. Um, and then the other perspective, the other advantage of having someone like me is that I've got 75 shops. So I have all kinds of perspective of what's working, what's not working. I also have 29 other coaches that I can go to. If so if there's a question, hey, vendor XYZ approached me today, Eric. Have you heard anything? Okay, I can, if I haven't, I can go to one of my other coach coaching colleagues. So just that that additional perspective is what where the advantage comes in. And how are you designed to help shop owners as they grow, as they go from one shop to two shops to three? Tell me how that works. Yeah, so you know, we, we have like a roadmap that we start with that kind of builds. And it starts, you know, it gets to a point where you're focused on the people aspects and, and setting up the shop owner so the shop owner can work on the business and not in the business, right? So once you're the shop owner is at a point with it where he or she can leave 
and the profits and the people don't leave too. <laughs> uh, now, if, if you know, if it's in the vision to, hey, you know what, we want to expand to multiple locations, we can do that. And we also we have twenty groups, right? So it's the whole mastermind concept. We have twenty groups, and so let's say if someone they they want to have multiple locations or they have multiple locations. They can meet with 19 other shop owners who have multiple locations. And because it, it's a different challenge, right? Owning one shop is one thing, but owning three or four, it, they're different challenges. So we have a 20 group that, you know, the shop owner can join that where they're uh, getting best practices from people who are also multiple shop owners. Carlsbad. Carl, yep, that's it. <laughs> That's where it was. It was in Carlsbad, California. It's got such a cool name. How can we forget that? So we actually did one in San Diego. That was like this was like 2010. Okay. But yeah, Carlsbad. So that threw you off because you were thinking about right. San Diego. So it was my right. fault. So yeah. but I flew into San Diego. That's how I put two and two together there. But Carlsbad. Yep. That's it. So tell me uh, one of your greatest success stories you've had in coaching. Well, so for me at this point, it, it's about like the people and, and seeing people grow. And so one of my great success stories is I had a shop owner who, uh, when I started with him, he was living in a trailer park. Um, he was doing 11 grand a week. He's in a three bay shop that's off the main road by like four blocks, not a destination. Um, and he's currently, he's got, four locations, $10 million in revenue. Um, he's, he's in a huge house now. Uh, like his life is completely different. Um, and, and there's several others. I mean, I have another shop um, that I work with who literally, when we first uh, started talking, they were meeting to decide whether or not they were going to close the doors to their shop. You know, now they've, they've got a second location, and they're doing great. Cash flow isn't an issue. They've got all kinds of need. Uh, so just those are the types of things that are just really rewarding. When you see people from where they were when they started, and then you see them now. And then see these people, the big thing too is some of these shops, they're they're now the go-to. So other shop owners look up to these shop owners. And it's just so rewarding knowing where they were when they started and uh, where they are now. That's amazing. So let's talk about what inspires the coach. Okay, let's talk about uh, some of your favorite books or favorite quotes or different words that might inspire you. So, so my favorite book is Think and Grow Rich. Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill. I mean, it, it, that's just such a game changer, right? I mean, even that the whole idea of the mastermind concept came from, from that book. And that's just one of those things you could just read over and over again and get new things out of it that you may have missed the last time you read it. Um, I, I think that that's, that's my favorite book. Um, as far as a quote, there's a quote from Dr. King, Martin Luther King, where he says, uh, we are faced with the fact that tomorrow is today. We are confronted with the fierce urgency of now. And, and I just think about that. I, I'm, I'm always operating with the fierce urgency of now. 
Love that one. I'm going to take some time unwrapping all of that for myself, but that's a pretty <laughs> profound quote. I think I got it the first time through, but uh, I'll re-listen to this part of the episode. That's that's yeah. amazing, man. That's beautiful. Uh, some of your idols growing up. I'm sure there's some of these names we just mentioned, but talk to me about some of the people that influenced you. I would say my father was, wait, he's still alive. He's doing great. He's in his 80s. But my, my dad was my big inspiration growing up because I think that's where I got my work ethic, right? Because he was just always up. He was always out. If he's in an organization, he's always leading the organization, right? <laughs> it's like, he's, he's the president of this. He's the chairman of the committee. He's this, he's this. So just, I think me, me seeing that it left an impression. So it, it gave me the impression that you're supposed to work hard. But then like when I get out in the, into the work world, especially as I started supervising people, not everybody believes that you're supposed to work hard, you know, and, and that was kind of a shock to the system for me, uh, based off of what I saw. But I would say my dad, uh, my dad was my biggest inspiration. You've just found the most delicate way to say, you know, talk about employees that aren't doing a good job. Not everybody believes they need to work hard. That's a very delicate way to say that, right? I might borrow that. Um, I like it. Okay, so we're going to end up on this. We're going to end up on what we'll call like the sales pitch part of the presentation here, the sales pitch part of the conversation. Um, I want to talk about ATI. And, And obviously there's other coaching companies. People have a choice, right? They can look at this. They can look at that. Um, so tell me why someone might choose ATI over the other coaching companies. Well, because I think we are full time. We're all in as coaches. I mean, quite a few of the other coaching companies that they have coaches that aren't necessarily full time coaches. Maybe they're running their shop. They're doing it. But we are full time. Uh, we, we have training certifications that we get. In, in the coaching. So it's not like we're just, go, you know, picking up the phone and calling. Um, like I'm exec, I'm a certified executive coach. Uh, the majority of my other sh- uh, colleagues are, and the ones that come in new will ultimately become certified executive coaches. Um, so we've got, you know, we, we've got some of the best, most talented uh, people in the industry and we're full time and we've got a track record. We, we have, you know how if, if somebody is, uh, they, they do a diet, they go in one of those diet programs, you see the before and after, you see the person who is really heavy and now they're standing in one of their pant legs. We have the before and after. I mean, we've got countless before and after pictures of people who were literally on the verge of financial ruin who are now financially prosperous and have generational wealth. So that's why... The shop owner who's watching us or listening to us now should consider ATI. Eric Twiggs, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for being here on Near Me Radio and telling us a little bit of the behind the scenes of ATI. Um, thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, I, anything else you wanted to add here at the end? Anything we didn't get said? Or I think we said a lot here today. What do you think? I mean, I think we've said it, man. There's one thing for shop owners to remember. It's this, is that you can't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. Right? Oh, you got any more of these? I mean, you're dropping these <laughs> bombs, man. Give me a, anything else just rattling around up there? Anything you want to drop? 
No, Ryan, that's it. That, that, Dude, that's all I would have. I'm going to call you later. For, I'll, I'll be calling you from time to time going, give me one of those quotes, man. I need to go talk to somebody. <laughs> I want to sound really sharp here. I love it. Eric Twiggs, again, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for being on Near Me Radio. Have an amazing day. The tech shortage problem is not going to solve itself. That's why it will take organizations like APAC ATI to emerge with solutions that will bring relief for shop owners. APAC ATI is a nonprofit organization that helps veterans, the recovery community, formerly incarcerated persons, and those who need a second chance and a shot at their dream career as a skilled automotive technician. They offer no-cost training and a hand up for anyone willing to do the hard work it takes to learn to repair every vehicle the right way. APAC ATI, educating and empowering skilled labor and making a difference. Learn more about the program or sponsor a new student at apacati.org. That's A-P-A-C-A-T-I dot org.